With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees. And you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 102. We kind of hit the 100 milestone and then just like couldn't celebrate because we didn't know which one was 100. So we're going to celebrate now. Episode 100, let's go. Thank you for following along if you have so far. This episode is another roll call episode about Debbie Garcia. We have a nickname to be decided later. We're becoming a big nickname pod. We realized there was a lot of nicknames that stink on the Yankees. So we're just going to do our own. Either way, that was a long intro. Let's get after it. All right, weighing in at 163 pounds, 175 centimeters, 73 kilograms, standing at five foot nine from, I'm going to butcher this, Banoa, Dominican Republic, born May 19th, 1999, 99, 21 and 293 days, it says, Debbie Garcia, kind of wild. 1999. I didn't even, but I didn't have any plans to talk about that. But when I read 1999, is he? I think this is where it starts. Like we're not old. I'm turning 24 now. This is the point where players start to like. I feel old now. Like player, he's significantly, not significantly younger, but he's like. There's a difference there. Is this the first player that is this starting the like feeling old as a sports fan? I've never felt this before until right this fucking second. When it hit me was my, I don't know, junior year of college. I was watching uh, National Signing Day for football, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like I'm getting excited about seventeen year old kids. Like this is this is sad. This is a sad <laughs> moment for me. Like I'm sitting here cheering that this seventeen year old six eight behemoth is coming to Florida State. I was like, "Sweet!" I was like, "I don't have to worry about that for baseball for a couple years." And you know, it kind of started with Glaber because he's like a year older than me. I was like, oh, shit, we're getting close. And uh, yeah, this one kind of hit home. And now I'm sad for the rest of the night. So thank you. I think that this is the first time where we get to actually call somebody a kid. Like for me, at least this is the first player I've ever seen that I'm older than like that. I've talked about on this podcast. Yeah, we kind of we kind of said it as like a joke before. But now we get to. Yeah. But like before when we would say this kid's amazing it would like be a kid that was older than us. Now, like I could actually call him kid. Cause I'm older than him. By the way, welcome back, Kev, for those listening, Kev's back. And you got me as always. And Chandler didn't do that intro. Very unprofessional, bad radio, but we did it and it happened now. So continue. 
I was kind of waiting for it. I thought I was going to get like this big. Oh my god, Kevin's back! I can I can pull up some kind of sound. Uh, What about? I think you're doing him a disservice. That that'll that'll be your celebratory sound. I don't have one queued up, but I will have one next episode. So appreciate it, Debbie Garcia. (laughs) Let's talk about him. Uh, So last year, last taste, and I have taste I have in my mouth. God, I can't speak right now. Is when they did that opener switcheroo thing. And I hope they never do that again. And I just, I still to this day don't understand why they did that. But basically, what happened last time to recap, and if you lived under a rock last year, uh, he went one inning. We were all hyped. We we're very excited because number one, putting Debbie Garcia in that spot with not much experience at all, let alone playoff experience at, at the time, 20, freshly 21 years old. Putting him in that spot, we were starting to convince ourselves, like, hey, okay, we could get lightning in a bottle with this guy. He isn't J-Hap. He isn't other players like Montgomery or whatever it may be. I'd rather take the upside of a guy like this. And that's what we convinced ourselves to, to think. We were excited about having him to start. And just when we were excited that he got the start, he goes one inning, then Hap comes in and just gave up a one-run dinger, and he's only faced five batters, one hit allowed, which was the home run, and one hit by a pitch. He was pitching fine. I mean, you give up one home run in one inning, like, whatever. You're young. that You get the jitters, and you got the offense behind you to keep it going. I mean, regardless of all that, if he pitched a gem, the plan was to do this switcheroo thing, obviously. And the whoever, <laughs> what a great person to bring in after was J-Hap. Good riddance. See you later. But... I never want that to happen again, and I forgot about that until now, and now I'm reliving it, and it was horrible. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well said. Uh, I, I'm i pretty excited about him. Like you said, that kind of left a bad taste in our mouth, and I think he just had his very first spring training start when we are recording this like a day or two ago. and He didn't get shelled necessarily, but he gave up two solo home runs in two innings, and... You know, like I said, our last three innings of him, all solo home runs. Um, to me, it kind of feels like he last year was kind of susceptible to a home run. Not, I, I don't know if that's right. I didn't have time to look anything up today. I've been working since eight o'clock in the morning, but okay, I'm assuming, I mean, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's something though that I watched with him kind of throughout 2020 was he'd give up a home run here or there, which isn't a big deal because I feel like they're all solo home runs, kind of like a Verlander situation, you know? He has one of the highest, like, home runs per nine or Garrett did Cole in 2019. Too. Garrett Cole, but they're all solo home runs. So because yeah, he doesn't let guys not, on. N- yeah, not a huge issue, but, you know, something to keep an eye out for. Um, I got spring training, can't put a whole lot of weight into it, but, you know, just kind of something that caught my eye. Yeah, yeah I'm very undecided on him because, like, I, obviously, he has great stuff, but um, who knows how how well he's going to perform the whole time. Um, do you guys still have me, or did you lose me? No, you're good. No, you're here. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like, it's hard, and especially coming into a rotation like ours, like, I do have four guys that I'd rather see in before him. Really? Like, in our rotation, but... Name the four. Yeah. Well, that's at full strength. Because I'm, I'm. You're including well, Sevy. Even now, yeah, no. But even without Sevy, I think I'd rather Montgomery and Domingo than Devi, and obviously Kluber, Talion, and Cole. So I have five guys I'd rather see than Devi to start the season. But obviously, with a team like ours, 
a lot of players get hurt. So you never know when you're going to need him. I think he makes the roster for sure. Um, but so, yeah, there's a lot of question marks. Debbie could be, you're saying he's like the fourth in that you prefer to have him. He could easily, I don't know about in your mind. I understand where you're coming from and that he's a big unknown, but a lot of the pitchers that we have are also big unknowns. Like who even knew about JMO before he came over here. But I think he has the potential to easily move quickly up that ladder. And I mean, maybe not that far up the ladder, but like the three or four spot, he could easily move there. I mean, I don't know. It really, it doesn't matter. He's probably going to be the five, but he's got the stuff to in the future years to be, be a solid three starter at least for the next couple of years. So I'm excited about that. And like you said about the spring training thing, I mean, most of you know that are listening right now, and we just want a little cautionary tale. Spring training doesn't really matter, and especially with pitchers. Do you think it's harder for pitchers or hitters coming into spring training? Like, I feel like with pitchers, they're a little more wild, but they've been throwing. Like, they haven't been facing live hitters, but I feel like it's harder to hit live pitching as a hitter. And like, first thing fresh into spring training. I feel like they're going to struggle more than the pitchers are. Like the pitchers definitely have the advantage to start, right? Yeah. yeah so sure. I listened to something uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was Paul Laduca. You could fact check me if you want. I don't. Good luck finding it. But it was an interview with like Paul Laduca a couple of years ago. He was talking about as he got older, coming into spring training, and just how difficult it was for him just to kind of get you know reacclimated to doing that stuff. You know, hitting live pitching. He actually said in his he would go. He wouldn't take an actual major league at bat for two or three weeks. And he would just go to the minor league complex with, you know, the 19, 20 year old kids that are throwing at that time, 98, 99, which is, you know, unheard of or very rare. And he would just go face those wild guys, see the balls come over his head, behind his back, all that shit, just so he could kind of get, you know, the feel for major league pitching again. So I don't know. That guy played 15 years in the majors. So. <laughs> I think he kind of knows what he's talking about, and I think there's something to that. So I I agree with that, that, you know, coming in hitting is a little bit harder. Pitching, you know, you got to readjust, throwing off a mound, finding the spot, throwing with batters in the box. But hitting, you can't replicate the timing of hitting major league pitching until you're in the box. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. But to kind of touch on what you said, Riley, you think that he starts off in in the four spot? No, I I think he's in the five. I was just saying I kind of misspoke. I wanted I think he has the potential to be a four or three in years to come. But this year, I think he yeah. I think he the goal for him right now. I'm Devi Garcia. Uh, I I'm trying to lock up the five spot. And I think he pretty much has that because I disagree. Who he's competing? I, with. I disagree too. So let's get into the conversation because I think the only <laughs> people he's com- he's really competing with. I feel like is uh, Domingo. To me, is that who you guys are talking about? Yeah, yeah. And Domingo was lights out. I, yeah, opinion. I get it. I get it. I just wanted to. I mean, obviously, we're gonna get into the Domingo episode and just bad guy things aside. We're talking straight baseball, and I think that's the way they're treating Domingo now too. So it's it is whatever. He's on thin ice, and Voight said that as well. It's not my place to judge him, but we'll talk about him more on his episode. So, which is actually well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we could talk <laughs> about his like individual stuff, but when it comes to you know the rotation battle he's i mean you can't talk about debbie without talking about domingo because yeah, you know, sure. they're kind of hand in hand here a that is the five with clark schmidt going down that is the battle for the five spot it's yeah. those mm-hmm. two nobody else really and right now i think domingo has the upper hand he's got i mean he carried this team for a yeah. long part of 2019 and yeah. 
I mean, like I said, all the shitty stuff he did off the field aside, uh, that's for them to judge, not me. But from a baseball standpoint, I get where they're coming from. You know, he hasn't thrown in a little bit, but it doesn't look like he has a whole lot of rust. I mean, obviously, spring training, you know, Tigers. We too. can say it, we, we can say it a million times, but at the end of the day, you don't have anything else to judge these guys off of going into the yeah. season. You're right. And based on their like major, exactly, and based off their major league pedigree. Domingo has the upper hand. I mean, Debbie was yeah. nice. He was really good, but Domingo carried this team for an entire summer while everybody was hurt. So you're saying yeah, both of you are saying you got Domingo penciled into the five spot opening day, and not necessarily opening day, but like if they were to write out the name the starters for the first five games, you got Domingo as the five. As of so. today, March eighth, with them both being one game into spring training, I got Domingo. That, I mean, think, that could change. That's my question. If he gets do you shelled, think it matters? If he gets shelled. I do. I think. Yeah. If, do you think things? For some reason, if we see Debbie's pitching tomorrow when we're recording this, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. March eighth. So on March 9th, you guys aren't getting this yet. But March 9th, he's pitching. Regardless of the one game, you're saying the rest of spring training from here on out. You think it? You think it's still very much up in the air? You think everything I think it's we Domingo's see from here on out? Really? Well, so yeah, I, think, I would agree with that. I think, I think, I think that's the best job. way to put it. Yeah. Really, I, I thought. I mean, think about it. I thought Debbie would be uh, in that spot. Honestly, no. I mean, th- I think the only thing that could change it is if there's one like drastic one way or the other. Like if Debbie comes yeah. out and once they start ramping up to you know three five innings, if Debbie comes out and he's just shoving, not giving up hits, not giving up runs, and Domingo's kind of struggling, showing signs of rust, I think it becomes a conversation. But as of right now, I don't even think there's really much of a competition. I think it's Domingo's to mm. lose and. Yeah, you know, like I said, we'll we'll see what changes. Somebody, I'm sure, will get hurt or something along the way. Hopefully but not. I've fucking yeah. hope not. But you know. it'll happen. It's I mean, so, <laughs> realistically, but just to sum up those two, they're going to have enormous roles. But because people are going to get hurt, I mean, we have a very injury prone team. I mean, just starting pitching alone, half the current active starting rotation has injury history. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I personally think Debbie should get the nod at the five, at least to start. I mean, here's the thing with these two. If one is technically named the starter, the other one is right there on his on his ass, like ready to take that job. So it's like let's whoever wins this job, so to speak, to start the season didn't really win it because the other guy's right there. Because it's that close, I think. And I don't know. Domingo looked good in spring training. Domingo, like you said, I think has more of a pedigree and he's been around the block. He's been a starter. He's been a reliever. The only reason I thought that he could be in the Debbie could be in the five spot is because of how Domingo has been out of the pen before and piggybacking the openers and stuff like that. I thought they could use him that way. And I think that he's had success in that role. I haven't looked up specifically his his piggyback numbers. I don't know if those are a thing, if I could search those, but I think he's more versatile in that sense. And, and Debbie hasn't come out of the pen and we have seen what young pitchers have done when they come out of the pen last year, when Clark Schmidt was thrown into a fucking hellfire in his, in his debut, no less. So I think in terms of overall production on the Yankees and what you can get out of these two, I think the Yankees as a whole would be better off if Devi was more comfortable as a starter in the five spot, but they're both getting equal innings and Domingo's coming out of the pen. I think 
keeping them both as comfortable as possible. That's why I could see that happening. I agree with you guys that Domingo has, like, if he, if it were a one-on-one battle, just like straight up on who would we'd more likely see as the starter, I would pick Domingo. But I think in terms of, like I said, the overall usage of both of them and getting the best production out of, let's call it in a week's 14 innings, let's say they both go seven. I think those 14 innings are very much better spent if it was Domingo out of the pen and Devi as a starter. So something I'd like... Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go go ahead, Kev. I don't want to interrupt you on your debut back. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say that I think that the reason that it's going to go to Domingo, at least to start, is because they're always hesitant with prospects. And like I know we've seen Devi up before, but I think that when you have Domingo, who literally led our team in wins two seasons ago, and if they're willing to yeah, look past all the matter. other stuff, I mean, they do in the long run. You win the game, you, that's what you're there to do. Um, but I think that when you look at somebody like that, who you know I can get produced, a win with 20 runs behind me. No, you can't. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> and you have, like, you have Talion, who you're obviously going to go with. You have Montgomery, who's a lefty, so he's penciled in. We need him. And obviously, Garrett Cole, we don't have to talk about. But I think until Seve gets back, that job, they would rather it be Domingo just to keep Devi before. I think with Devi, it's going to be when we need him and he's really ready. That's when it's his job to take. And I just don't think he's ready, ready yet. And I don't think that when you compare him to Domingo, it's like logical to give him the nod before Domingo. I mean, when you say ready, like, so then what? We send him to the minors because he's not getting any work if he's just sitting around. So something. Something I kind of want to see, and I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility, is a six-man rotation, especially with all the injury question marks. And they've kind of floated the idea. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's something that – why not? You've got – Why not? Because we have Garrett Cole, and I want him to pitch every fourth day, not six. Okay, but you have have Tyon and Kluber and Seve coming back, who all haven't thrown in two years. They're going to need to be eased back in. You can't shove – Tyone, yeah. who's coming off two Tommy Johns and cancer out there every five days and expect him to be a Cy Young candidate. The dude's going to need rest naturally. He's so going to be saying, fucking tired. You're, you're, you bring up a very interesting scenario here, Chandler. So you're saying there's a six-man rotation, and then every time, let's say, every, the, fifth is every, say the two, yeah, every mm-hmm. fifth is Cole, and every time like the two-spot or the three-spot comes in, you give either Kluber or Tyon a rest or a Sevier a rest, and you just they skip a rotation or they move back one. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. It's a revolving door. Yeah. So go Cole goes every five, and it's a revolving yeah. door of up who's up next in the spots. They, they don't have a set day, like you're the fourth day, you're the fifth day. It's just like there's a revolving door, like a queue, after Cole goes his fifth day, and then everybody else can just follow suit wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's okay, up is up. On- I like that. That also depends on who's doing well at the time. So if it's like if Kluber comes back and Kluber's pitching with like Kluber, then it'll be Cole, Kluber, Tyon, Montgomery, uh, Domingo, Cole, Kluber, Devi, and then like work it like that. If if you're trying to give those guys that extra rest, which I completely would be fine with. Though mm-hmm. I was actually going to bring that up, Chandler, but I was going to say the only way that that could work is if Cole still goes every fifth. And yeah, like, and I'm fine with it. Looks that. like they need rest. Yeah. None of these guys, and I mean Montgomery is one half season removed from, you know, uh Tommy John. I say half season cuz you know the COVID season whatever. So, he pitched a 60 game season, you know, P 
periodically here and there. Um, I don't think he threw a ton last year, but I mean, you got Montgomery who a year removed from Tommy John and then the rest of them, everybody in this rotation has injury question marks. It, it makes too much sense to me to have that guy in there. Um, you know, Debbie who is mm-hmm. fully healthy at the time fingers knock on as much wood as you can find around you uh, to throw in there. Sorry. I just smacked my fucking table, but um <laughs> Yeah, to throw in there, you know, a fully healthy guy, give these guys a day off, give them a rest, you know, or skip a start here and there. I think he's too valuable to put in the minors, but I don't know that I would pencil him into his own spot necessarily. Even if it's just skipping a start, like, hey, we're going to go through the rotation. You know, it's the second month of the season. Tyone's a little fatigued. His elbow's not feeling. It's 98% instead of 100. Don't push him. You've got a guy that's capable. You can throw Debbie out there, and it's not like we're putting fucking Sessa. We know how I feel about him or Loizaga out there. You know, you're putting a pretty capable capable guy who's pretty damn good out there. You know, I still feel like we have a good chance to win, and you get to rest your your guy, the guy you went and traded for. You know what I wouldn't put past the Yankees, and what I kind of genuinely believe is going to happen is you get they're going to take five starters, and it's going to be the five without Debbie with Domingo. And then they're going to take the relievers and they're going to take Nick Nelson. And then when they want to do they a spot start Nick or Nelson. an opener, I'm saying, I think that they, I think Debbie stays in the minors, gets reps and then waits till somebody gets hurt. I don't think Nick when they want to do that spot, spot start. I, I think they're going to do it with him. I'm telling you, they do it with him. Sessa, they'll do a reliever game, like an opener. Yeah. And they'll that, do, and they'll start Nick Nelson. Just Nick I'm Nelson doesn't, they love Nick Nelson, but for whatever, like you know, much. he's got good stuff, but he doesn't scream. He's like He doesn't scream spot starter. Yeah. Cause he's got high velo. Like that's not it, to, for, to make a guy become a starter. Like that's a tall ask for a guy like Nick Nelson. I Nick don't know. Nelson's good. Dude. I don't, I'm dude. I, I'm not sleeping on You're Nick trying, Nelson. Dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, my boy that plays, like I said, the guy I've talked about him before. Nick here, Nelson's your boy. Plays, no, 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 no. My friend uh, Brandon. Sick. I went to his wedding a couple weeks now, ago. Now, anything you tell Yankee me is wedding. a letdown for what you just said because Nick Nelson. Is, That's fine. Can we become really a big care. Nick Nelson pod? Sure. I think I like there's. No, I don't think there's anybody that's like a. They've claimed Nick Nelson as theirs. No, Let's but do it. my friend O'Day uh, Nick was Nelson. hitting against him in 2019. They were both in major league camp and he, and he sent us, you know, this text after practice. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Nick Nelson. This is in 2019, mind you. He's like, but he just pumped me like 98 at the letters and then threw a changeup and made me look like an absolute fucking moron in front of the whole Yankees major league staff. He's like, this is my first like live BP with the big league team. And I look like a fucking idiot. I don't know if you guys know Nick Nelson, but you need to look him up. What position does so, your friend play? Center field. Is he still in the system? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, he's like the 23rd or 24th ranked prospect. So where's he at? Is he, I don't even remember. I don't deal. even remember the, uh, like the, they just added a new team in Boston now. So where are the, yeah, I don't, where are the I don't teams know. At? He what, was what in, left Trenton or cause they can never get rid of Scranton. That's no, that's they just, got rid of Trenton. They got rid of Trenton. So Trenton is the one that bit the dust. Okay, so now they got Somerville. Rid of Somer- I think it's Somerville. That's where the new They got one rid is. of Charleston, too, because I was really pissed. They got rid of it the year I fucking moved here. I was ready to go to some River Dogs <laughs> games. <laughs> Back to Devi. We just got off on a little bit of a side that we haven't talked about. This is a Devi episode? I mean, it, it all, it's all relevant. So It's pitching. It's pitching. It's, yeah, gonna, it's where he fits in. When you do in. pitching, you compare to pitchers. Yeah, it's where he fits in. And one thing we haven't really even talked about was the <laughs> do we think that the departure of his father Eric Kratz do you think that that 
that hurts him a little bit. You think, I don't know, like he was pitching well towards the back end because he was having catch with his dad before games. Like, I don't know, if I, if I had a catch with my dad, I know actually before every game that I pitched, I pitched back in the day, and I did throw cheese. We know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it many times. I, like I think I've talk heard more about, about your pitching than And Debbie's. what he doesn't mention is that I was probably a better pitcher than him. That's, That's just not true. For another day. That's not true. It's just not true. I'd argue I was. I mean, if we're talking wiffle ball, which is the only comparison we have, me versus you, Kev, I am the whiffler. But hey, that's neither here nor there. We're not going to get into this because we're not going to get anywhere on that. But I did pitch. Do we have a roll call episode about you and your wiffle ball pitching? <laughs> we can do it. We can Might make it well happen. Up. We'll make it happen for the Patreons. Patreon.com slash 161boys ad. Um, yeah, we just lost an entire following. For it's that. all good. Never mind. I'm but not paying for that What shit. I was <laughs> saying was, what was I saying? I was saying when I was now this is stupid because it's a whole build up for a dumb story but but I was having a catch with my dad every day before I started pitching and when he had a catch with his dad I'm sure he pitched well because I pitched out of my mind after I had that comfortability having a catch with somebody I I know and I'm like he's my father it's it's all good. I think it is you it have to stop calling him his dad. This is just ridiculous. He's not actually his father. Yeah, but like he's a father figure. I don't know what Devi's. No, I, I think Eric Kratz is to the. Is. Eric Kratz is to the 2020 Yankees, and Devi Garcia as Todd Frazier was to the 2017 Yankees, which is a big deal. Yeah, I'm glad you made that this. comparison, but I have a no. But I'm saying that, like, one actually second. way smaller of a Continue. factor because he didn't even play. So like, I will Kratz never forget. Really didn't matter. Dude, Todd Frazier was fucking awesome. I'll never forget yeah. Todd Frazier sliding into second or whatever in the wild card game with the thumbs down. It was yeah, so that was badass. Like, but like I'm saying, for Devi, it was pretty much just a it was just a like momentum thing. Is but that a it, Todd Frazier bobblehead? It's a big yeah, deal. Have no effect. On, no, it's not. Not he's not even compared. That was actually a bad comparison because oh Todd Frazier meant way more than that. I love. Oh yeah, he was a good player. I'm one of the bigger yeah. Todd Frazier guys you can find. Uh, no, I mean, you want to find the biggest Todd Frazier guy ever. My fucking, you and to- my dad is loves Todd Frazier like a son. And I'm pretty sure Todd Frazier's older than him at this point. He's like 75. Classic still Luke Rello, Debbie Garcia situation. <laughs> Classic. That's going to be me versus Debbie later on in life. I, I'm, I'm a big Debbie guy. And you know what? I wasn't a big Debbie guy at first. I knew more about Clark Schmidt as he was coming up in the, in the, uh, in, like in the system. And then I think Debbie got caught wind and everybody was more hyped about Devi uh, over Clark, which is not necessarily the case all the time. I get the two mixed up because they're so neck and neck in the overall rankings and the Yankees rankings. So, I mean, he Devi is who we're talking about, not Clark now, <laughs> but he's the number three prospect for the Yankees behind Jason Dominguez and Clark Schmidt, 83 overall on the top 100. So... I don't know. I'm just really excited about this kid. I mean, I didn't even read off his numbers. His numbers in the minors are pretty gross. He had 416 strikeouts in the minors, uh, 337 ERA in 293 innings pitched. So that's about like one and a half seasons, I'll say, because a six starter goes about 200 innings, and that's 293. So I wouldn't put him at the Garrett Cole level to like pump out innings. So if we're doing a little comparison here, he's... He's cranking some serious strikeout numbers. Granted, it's the minors, but like that's it's got good stuff, and I and I could see what the hype is about. There's one thing stuff. I want to, yeah. There's one thing I want to point out too before we I like know, what you do with your hair or whatever. Thanks, it. I was you figured it out. 
I did. It was looking fucking horrible before that. I'm not going to lie. I've kind of been playing with it the whole episode. But um, one thing I'd like to point out, he kind of, I'm surprised at how well he did last year, honestly. And like you, I I was a Clark guy for, I still am. I think he's going to be an incredible, you know, contributor to, if not the Yankees, some big league team for a long time. But uh, Debbie, if I'm not mistaken, he struggled when they bumped him from like high A directly to triple A and, he was not that good. They did it in 2019. He started in 2020 and he wasn't, I guess, you know, the alt site team, whatever, but he wasn't very good in 2019 at triple a. And then he got on the taxi squad, whatever. And he rolled into Yankee stadium and just, I, something flipped for him. It was, a, it was actually his command. You know, he finally learned how to throw strikes and I mean, it's fucking beautiful. So I think if he can keep that command rolling and kind of get rid of what plagued him in the minor leagues, dude's going to be a stud. And yeah, I would, and, I would rather see him in the five spot than Domingo. But I mean, right now, I, I, you have to give it to the guy who, with a team like this, that you have World Series aspirations, you can't take a risk on a guy yeah. like that right now and immediately give him a spot. Even though I think he'll be better in the long run. Yeah, and my final thought regards in regards to Debbie is this is kind of a Yankees trend. If you look back, we have Sevy, who has really good stuff. Can't really control it. Struggles a couple times in the big leagues, then turns out to be really good. And then Domingo was really good stuff. And then struggles sometimes in the big league, comes up at the right time, turns out to be good. Then you have what they thought was going to be the same thing with Eliza, who has sometimes shown signs of improvement. I hate the guy, but that's a conversation for a different day. And then it seems like the same trend with Debbie, where Debbie is definitely has the most potential expected out of all of them, like most hype coming in. I just feel like it's a rush thing. And I think if we look back to last year, if Domingo was not suspended, we would not have seen Debbie Garcia pitch once unless somebody was hurt. Because that role, that would have been Domingo's role all season without question. And I think after seeing Domingo do well for an entire season plus, they're they're not, I don't think Debbie's going to make the roster. Yeah. And I think the one thing I'll leave people with too, is that like you said, shit happens and shit's going to happen. So like the conversation we just had on who's a five, may not really even be relevant in the grand scheme of things as to how many yeah. innings the pitcher gets. They both may get a ton of innings. So with that being said, Baseball Reference projected him to be 7-6 and six with 106 innings pitched and a 4-5 ERA. So my question to you guys as we'll leave the audience with this is over under 106 innings pitched for Debbie Garcia this year. It's a tough mm-hmm. one. A, na- a nasty reliever, just for reference, Garrett Cole averages about 200 innings pitched. The last couple of years. So 106. And this isn't, this is obviously things like injuries could keep him on the sidelines, but like, this is also a, a situation of like coach's decision. Is he going to, is he going to win that job? Is he going to have the opportunity to get 106 innings? I personally, I'm going under, I'm going to go over under. No, I'm gonna go under. over under I'm is a fucking under. coin flip, but I would go over. I, I really think that, I'm going to stick with my guns and say that he's going to be the five and the Domingo is out of the pen thing. But I could see it either way. I could see 106 on the dot. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Baseball reference rarely has good projections, but I think I'll go with that. You guys are both under? I'm going yeah, under. I'd, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to have a defined role when the season starts. And honestly... Uh, I don't want to be pessimistic going into the season, so maybe I'm biased, but I don't want to go into the season like, oh, fuck, you know, Tyone and Kluber are going to get hurt a month in. So yeah. I'm going to assume. Happens, yeah. 
I'm going to go, I'm going to assume decent health. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think he has a defined role. So because of that, I'm going to go under. And if he hits over, I'm not upset by it. It's not a situation. Exactly. It's not a situation where it's like, if Talkman hits the over on innings, then I'm concerned because that means we have some serious injuries. If Devi hits his over on innings, okay. I'm okay with it. Couldn't agree more. All right. That'll do it for us for this episode. As always, if you could leave us a five-star rating on the, the app that you're on right now, hopefully. Spotify doesn't have a rating system. I don't know why, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, which I always do, give us a five-star rating. If you write, want to write something, we'll shout you out on the next episode. Makes us really feel good. Makes Chandler's balls tingle. And honestly, if you give me a five-star rating, uh, if we hit, we're at like 205 right now. We're going to spring training on the 18th. If you give us... 220 by the time I get on the plane to spring training. I This offer has been up to you guys before. I will eat a baseball. So we'll live stream it to the patrons, I guess. Oh, we'll just do it what to everybody. What the fuck do you mean what you're going to eat a baseball? That's, that's, yeah, a, hold on. that's this a conversation for over. another time. But let's get to 220, and I guess we'll find out. So 220 five-star ratings helps us out a ton. Helps you guys out a ton because you guys will find out whether or not this is going to happen or not. So, without further ado. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.